1: slash weight loss
0: hey guys and welcome to creative source with Andy Osho this is the podcast about creativity for the creative in you doesn't matter where you are on the journey whether you're just starting out whether you're mid-season whether you're coming back to the arts and actually doesn't matter whether you actually work full-time or at all in the arts. Because what I'm finding is a lot of listeners don't work in the art specifically, but are taking gems from our conversation too. So, so it doesn't matter what you're doing. This is going to be a podcast for you. <laughs> I mentioned in the last episode that I'm going to be taking a little bit of a break. I just realized that I was running on fumes a little bit. So I've decided just to take a few weeks off just to regroup. So this is actually the last episode of season one of Creative Source before I take a break. But I will be back on Tuesday, September the 7th. God, I better make sure that's right, actually. (laughs) Before I tell you guys all the wrong date, Hold the line, caller. Yes, just checked. Tuesday, the 7th of September, with the next episodes of Creative Source. Let's call it season two. And I'm going to be talking about things like success, mental health, fame, fear, all kinds of things. All the good, juicy topics that we like to talk about on Creative Source. Also, I have to say, you guys... Before I started recording, I, I just sort of check my dashboards and stuff like that and make sure find out what you guys have been saying and stuff um before I actually start recording the episode. And I just discovered that someone has essentially donated on the ACAST website, but um they've essentially covered five Patreon patrons. So, you know, I was saying like when I get to, I, th- I can't remember if I said seven or eight, but that at that point I would move all the perks down from the middle tier on Patreon down to the f- first tier to make, um, you know, bonus content and stuff like that available. Well, they've got us more than halfway there. And then someone else has, um, pledged on Patreon, which takes us up to basically six. So we don't need two more. Which I'm sure by the time I record this will have happened, which means come season two, all my tier one patrons are just gonna get all the perks that were previously on tier two. So that includes bonus content and there's an ask me anything. So basically I'm online every month for half an hour where you can just ask me your questions about creativity and a bunch more stuff. So it makes that lower tier have tons more goodies in it for anyone that signs up from now on. Once we get to that one or two more um, patrons, see communism isn't so bad. (laughs) Is that communism? Anyways, what those people have done is good for everyone. That's what I mean by I don't even really know what communism is. I might have to stop this recording, look up communism and then come back. Or maybe not. Maybe I will just crack on. So thank you. Um, I don't know if uh, they want to be anonymous, but I'm going to say D. Thank you, D, for that, because that was such an amazing. And I got your message through ACAST. They passed your message on to me and I was just so moved and touched. So thank you for such a generous pledge to support the show. And, um, if I'm allowed to say your name, then let me know. Cause I don't want to sort of take, you know, I don't want to assume. Um, so cause it said anonymous. So I, yeah, but they, they, they told me who you were. Anyway, <laughs> the point is thank you so much. And thank you everyone else that's continuing to pledge, um, to support the show. And you know, if, if you're so moved, uh, if you want to join the party, you know, um then please feel free to do that. Or if a one-off thing is more your vibe, then jump onto acast. Um link is in the show notes and then you can just make a one-off pledge. Um I think the minimum is like 3 3 pounds or something like that and it all just goes to supporting the podcast. I mean, I'm not cost neutral right now, so it all support is gratefully received. But It doesn't have to happen for the podcast to happen. I will do this regardless. But thank you for those who are supporting it with financial contributions. I appreciate you. All right. So listen, we've got a lot of grounds to cover this episode. What are we talking about? We're talking about finding your voice. Oh gosh. Let me start by saying what I mean by that, I guess, because... Everyone has a maybe their own interpretation or maybe there are various interpretations that people have of that. So let me say what I, I think it is and how it differs from authenticity, because obviously we had the authenticity episode. Ooh, when was that? Seven? Episode seven, something like that, where we talked about basically closing the gap between your interior and your exterior life, as it were. So that what's going on inside of you is what's in accord with what's going on outside of you, as it were. I think the difference between authenticity and finding your voice is that authenticity was about where you're coming from, getting into alignment with who you are. But finding your voice is when you come into that alignment, what are you going to say from that space? What wants to come forth through you? What what do you want to put into the world once you come into the alignment of your authenticity? There's no right or wrong by the way in terms of finding your voice like a lot of things that we talk about because the world can be very binary it can be very right and wrong up down left right and that is a particular paradigm that we need actually and that we we live in but but it isn't the only paradigm we can experience the world and ourselves in. So finding your voice is outside of right and wrong. There's a Rumi poem about that, isn't there? Like something about beyond the field of right and wrong. There is a, there is a place or there is a field. I'll meet you there. Well, well, finding your voice is that type of thing. It's beyond r- right and wrong. It's just coming into alignment with who you are and expressing what you're meant to express into the world. I just saw a moped go up my street, which is a one way street, and I, I wish them the very best of luck. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway. So it's like what you want to put into the world. What what do you feel called to share and finding your voice? It does tie in with authenticity because it's about where you're coming from. But it's finding your voice is more about the what you want to put into the world, not just your words, but your but your work, your art, your you, your essence. What, what's going to come through you into the world? what I've also found is that I really believe that creativity is in all areas of our life. And, and I was reminded of this in several conversations I've had a lot to do with like recording this podcast as well, is that creativity exists in in everything we do. You know, cooking can be a creative experience. I mean, we, we, we talk about creative accountancy. It's not necessarily the type of creativity I want to encourage, but you know, it, it is in everything we do. And when people consider themselves not to be creative. And a lot of people do. It's so strange. Like, But a lot of people say, oh, I'm not really a creative type. And I think it's because they're thinking because they don't do some kind of something in the arts, some kind of um, sort of artistic hobby, that they don't have creativity. But creativity is life. And so therefore, creativity is everywhere. But the Sort of finding your voice aspect of it is allowing all that abundant creativity, uh, uh, creative energy to flow through you, but that it gets colored, um, scented. (laughs) I don't know the right words, (laughs) but you can use whatever word you you that resonates with you, but it, it becomes it becomes colored with your particular experiences of life you're a filter through which this creative energy comes from the universe through you into the world. It has your particular creative source on it. As I mentioned in uh, the authenticity episode, finding your voice, authenticity, that type of thing, it isn't about originality. And actually when you really drill down with originality, there's not as much as we think. For example, um, in storytelling, it's often said, you know, there's only seven character types or something, or there's only 11 story arcs. And, you know, there's even some theories that say there's only two. There's only two types of stories. Um, A man goes on a journey or a stranger comes to town. And when I heard that, I was just like, I love that. A man goes on a journey. And then I started thinking, well, what films that I really love would I consider to be a man goes on a journey? And I thought, well, that could cover so many because it doesn't have to be a um, a specific man. It can be a person. It can be an animal. It could be uh, The Lion King. The Lion King is a man goes on a journey. His father dies and Simba leaves and he has this entire experience. Uh, the Matrix is a man goes on a journey, but the journey is almost like in, into himself. Titanic oh that's a journey <laughs> um Shawshank a man goes on a journey but it's not a physical journey he stays in one place well no spoilers but not the whole time but um, uh but, but the journey is more an emotional journey I mean all films are about uh, emotional journeys and stories are about emotional journeys anyways but in Shawshank his journey for the most part is all set in one place And then I was thinking about a stranger comes to town. Uh, Well, that doesn't have to be a strange human. Again, like, like the Lion King example, ET is like the ultimate, a stranger comes to town or doesn't even have to be biological, could be the Terminator. That is a stranger comes to town or it doesn't even have to be person, a human form, Jaws. Which one of those for you is like the ultimate a stranger comes to town because every time I each one I was like no that's it no that's the one no jaws that's the ultimate stranger comes to town but um my point is I just thought that was really interesting but the the point is is that authenticity finding your voice originality is a a byproduct of of this experience um it's a byproduct of coming into alignment with yourself originality is not the goal so I guess Um, I guess the reason I'm saying this is just to go back and reiterate the idea that it's not about right and wrong, that, you know, you're not looking to find your voice so that you can find originality and be right kind of thing. It's just a journey and originality may happen by you coming into alignment with yourself. And it's interesting because there's no point in your career when it should happen or will happen or could happen. And, but, but there are examples that I've thought of uh, just off the top of my head and you will probably know some too of people that sort of came into their own, they, they found their voice as it were. Um, Beyonce is one that comes to mind immediately because I remember there was a point where she made a choice. I mean, I was hearing, I heard about this retrospectively, maybe I was watching a documentary about her or something and, It was saying how, you know, she'd been making this particular type of music that was very pleasing, very crowd pleasing, sold very well. But then she just wanted to try a a new musical direction. And some people were not on board with it, but she was so clear that that's the direction that she wanted to take, that she just she just pursued it. And obviously Beyonce is Beyonce. So it kind of worked out, I'm guessing. Um, But it was coming into alignment with her true self. It was coming into alignment with the voice of who she really is and what she wants to put into the world. This happens in comedy as well. Um, George Carlin and Louis C.K. were both kind of, I think by their own definition, quite sort of crowd pleasing um, journeyman type comedians. And then. Both had this kind of awakening, realization, alignment, however you want to describe it. And obviously, if you're a comedy fan, you'll know that George Carlin is not, where where he got to in his path was definitely not journeyman comedy. He was, you know, a real sort of, uh, I don't know how to describe it really, like a truth to power kind of, almost like um. I want to say I'm looking for the word of somebody that's in the court. Is it the jester that's allowed to say whatever they, to speak truths to the king that nobody else is allowed to say? He sort of became that kind of um, figure in the comedy scene. And Louis CK, his wasn't political, but his was more just, he was just telling the truth. His truth was to be brutally honest about how he feels about his kids, how he feels about life, how he feels about sex. He just put it all on the table. He also did some other things. So we won't talk about that. (laughs) Um, Terry Alderton is another comedian who I was kind of more aware of this because I was gigging with him at the time, but he was doing what everybody else was kind of doing. um, I think by his own, by his own admission, like on, on the up circuit. And then he just discovered this really sort of playful, different style of comedy. He did this thing where he almost like like he was possessed, like a split personality sort of thing that was coming out of him both at the same time and became incredibly like physical comedy. And he shared with me one time, he was saying that someone said to him, like the first time he tried it, I don't know what you did out there, but uh, because it didn't go particularly well, the the audience weren't quite sure what to make of it. Uh, But the person said to him, I don't know what you were doing out there, but keep going, you're onto something kind of thing. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to feel great in the first instance of finding your voice or starting to to pull on a thread of something that you think will lead you to uh, discovering your voice. It can be it can be challenging to start with. You can doubt it and feel like, oh, am I is this crazy what I'm doing? Am I putting something into the world that that is horrible and nobody wants? But you just have to or the invitation from life, should I say, is to trust yourself, that you are on the right path, that this is your voice and that it is valid simply for the very reason that it's your voice. I feel like one of the reasons that I sort of pulled back from comedy was, um, you know, kind of the opposite, the same but the opposite of what these guys have gone through is that I felt like what my voice was couldn't be expressed through stand up comedy. And so that's what had me um, sort of start to slowly withdraw from it. And probably about, what was it? Maybe about 2000. Well, I remember 2013, I already was starting to uh, think about my end game. how how was I getting out? (laughs) As it turned out, it would be just like a slow petering out rather than an abrupt, that's it. But yeah, I, I, because I realized that what I wanted to put into the world, what I wanted to say, who I was, was very slowly going out of alignment with comedy. I I imagine like, you know, those kids toys where you have holes in a particular shape and then you have the block in a particular shape and you have to find the hole that of the same shape to slot that block into. Well, me and comedy were shapes and holes that weren't fitting together anymore, basically. So I in finding my voice. It took me away from something that I was doing. So you never know how it's going to show up in your life and what it's going to invite you to do as a result of that. All right. So just a reminder that we are after one or maybe two more. Let's see if we can get lucky. Hey, eh? um, patrons for the Patreon uh, platform to support this podcast. This podcast has no other sort of financial resources. It doesn't add. Adver- There's no adverts, as you all have noticed. The only one is that Acast ad at the beginning. And that's basically also <laughs> to get you to, well, invite you to uh, to support the show. So. Um, yeah, there's no, there's no advertising. There's no sponsor. It is literally just you guys. This, this podcast belongs to you. You essentially own it. So, um, if you would like to essentially own a piece of this podcast, um, feel free to hop onto the ACAST uh, website where you can support there. There is a link in the show notes, or you can, if you are up for a regular commitment, um, jump onto Patreon again. The link is in the show notes. And as I have been mentioning, uh, once we hit a certain threshold, I'm going to I'm just going to add new um, perks to that lower tier and also obviously put new perks onto the upper tiers um, because I'm I'm taking um, perks from there. I want to stay in conversation with you guys about what you would like as perks because some things chime with folks more than others so the bonus content may be more what you want but then some of the other stuff may may not be so you let me know what would work for you what would you like to see happen because like I said this is your show
1: I'm Daniel Lawrence Taylor and you're listening to Creative Source with Andy Osho
0: Often when we start our creative journey and maybe finding our voice is, you know, in the back of our minds or maybe it's forefront or maybe it's something that we're not even aware of. But where our creative journeys often start is with imitation. We recreate what we've seen done or what we think other people are doing in our field. Isn't that what a lot of artists do? You see them sort of painting Uh, to the style of somebody, um, a a famous or well-established artist that's already, whose work is already out there. Or you see actors using tricks that they may have seen other more established performers do. And that's okay because that's our first reference. When I first started acting, I thought that acting was just mimicry. I thought that it was about the director saying, play it like this, do it like this, say it like this, and that I would just recreate what they wanted. I didn't realize how much creativity and um, individuality, I guess, there was in each performance. And that's the same with every creative endeavor, really, that uh, mimicry is a place to start. Imitation is a place to start. But that actually, once you put your creative source on it, it becomes yours and by definition can become original because it's yours. It's you. And there's only one of them. So in terms of finding that voice, where do we look? Where, Where is my, where is my creative voice? <laughs> um, well, I don't think it's out there. I don't think there's a place you can go where you will find it. I think there are things you can do that will help you discover it. So for example, there are actually workshops and I did one years ago. It's called the authentic, the authentic artist. And it was, oh gosh, I can't remember the lady's name, Kathy, somebody. And um, she ran this workshop basically for no matter what field you were working in and and the people that were on the program when I did it, I think it was like a, a weekend or a three-day thing or something like that. They were in all, working in all different fields. But it was just about discovering the creative in you, just letting that have room. And what she would have you do is create using different mediums that you normally wouldn't. So if you were an actor, she encouraged you to draw. Or if you were a singer, you might try and put a scene together or something like that, so that you were outside of your known territory and weren't defaulting to ways of being that you would normally associate that you would be conscious of your creativity because you weren't doing things that you were familiar with. So there may be workshops that you can do. There may be books you can read, podcasts that you can listen to. Hello. There's probably like a multitude of things. I mean, just experiencing life. I mean, even just listening to more like spiritually minded texts can unlock something in terms of us discovering something about ourselves that we're looking for. If indeed you are in the process of finding your voice. Remember, there is no right and wrong. There is no should. There is no you should know your creative voice or have found it. It's just just something else to do in the realm of being an artist. But if you do look, your spotlight needs to turn inwards. It needs to go uh, into your life. It needs to go into your experiences, your joys and your pain. You know, they often say, Um, as for writers and maybe this applies to songwriters too but write about what you know and in in many ways this is this the place where those really amazing original authentic pieces come from be they plays be they tv shows something like fleabag or um Songs as well, music can come because people have turned the spotlight inwards and thought, what experience am I so present to because I've lived it and that I could turn into art and share with others? Ooh, that is find- finding your voice. Sorry, there's a bit of noise going on here. It's raining, got mopeds going up and down the wrong way. And like I say, I wish them the best and uh, a bit of building work going on next door. But uh, hopefully we'll, we'll make it through. Another thing that um I realised around turning that spotlight inwards. I, I was on a course once. and I feel like I'm always <laughs> I'm always saying to you, I was on a course one time. I do do a lot of courses, um, but I do. I'm just really interested in like, uh, self-inquiry about turning that spotlight inwards, looking, see, seeing what's in there, not in a sort of navel gazing kind of way, but really in sort of, I don't know, creating healing, I suppose to be more available in the world. But the point is, I was on this course and this woman uh, who was facilitating it said, your wound is your work. And that, really landed for me because what she was basically saying is whatever that thing is, that, that pain, that hurt that's inside of you, that can actually be something that you can turn into your creative special source. Didn't Carrie Fisher say, turn that broken heart into art, something like that. Uh, And essentially this, this facilitator was saying a similar thing. Your wound is your work. A social worker friend of mine, she says that sometimes uh, social workers are described as wounded healers in that something happened to them. And that's what drew them to working in social care, which I think is beautiful. And maybe that's a place for you to look. Maybe there is some part of your being that feels broken. It isn't, but it feels broken. But that there's a way of turning that into some kind of creative gold rather than it just existing in you as some painful wound. In Asking for a Friend, the book that I wrote, I I had... Um, one of the characters essentially say this to one of the others, like you've got to let, or you don't have to, but like let what's happened to you be of service to others, you know, use it to tell stories and and let other people grow from what you're expressing in those stories rather than it just being this deep wound that you carry alone. So maybe there is something in the things that you've been through that will help you discover your voice. Having said that though, be mindful of, using pain before you're ready to like that. Maybe it it hasn't healed sufficiently, whatever that sort of um, emotional wound or pain is that you're carrying, just make sure that you're ready to use it and share it. Because if you do that before you're ready, you are just going to cause yourself more pain essentially. And it can do you more damage than good to do that. There was a, I was on a storytelling class once more classes and, um, One of the people on the class shared a story where she got very emotional in the telling of this story, but not in a way where she was moved by recalling it. It was more like she was back there experiencing the pain that she was telling us about. And that was very painful to watch as an audience member. And so. Not only for your own good, but also for the people experiencing your art. Make sure that you're ready to share whatever uh, dwells within you before you put it out there. Uh, someone asked me actually about uh, with asking for a friend, there's a lot of kind of true and semi true stories in there about my, my life, my dating life, you know, my relationship with family and my dad and all kinds of things. And they said, like, how do you, it's quite brave to put those things out there. And I said, well, you know, I'm, I've kind of made peace with the things that are in the book and the things that I haven't, they're not in the book, <laughs> you know, and I think it has to be like that is that, you know, what you're ready to share can be in your work, but what's not. Take it to the therapist, you know, like I'll take it to somewhere where it can be healed or maybe it doesn't need to be healed. And that's just how it is. I-, I guess my real point is be mindful of sharing things that you're not ready to. There are many ways to find your voice and inquiring into your personal pain is just one of those ways. Let's do listener comments. Uh, Gwyneth Hey, girl. So Gwyneth says, I struggle a bit with my creative voice when you said that if something takes you forever uh, and you have to force yourself to continue, it may be not meant to be for you. She says, um, I've been writing on my book for five years now, and I thought that writing just wasn't for me. But I have these awesome ideas and I don't know how else to express them. So I still force myself to write and I don't know um, if that's the right thing to do or if there's another way. Um, it is fun after all. I just don't like the writing part that much. <laughs> OK, interesting. So what I wonder, for what part of it you're finding fun? Um, is it the coming up with the ideas? It's just the writing part of it that you're not enjoying. So maybe maybe you need partnership. Maybe it's about you. Um, creating a sort of Bernie uh Elton John type relationship, where you come up with the ideas, but somebody else is writing them, and maybe it might be that you could experiment with expressing those ideas in different forms. So, try writing the idea as a few pages of a script, just as a, just as an exercise. Not as a now this now this idea is definitely going to be a script, but just as an exercise to free you up and then try painting it or doing it as a series, maybe two or three very basic paintings or, or, or pencil drawings. Try singing it. Try turning it into a, a short piece of music and you'll say, oh, I'm not musical. I can't. I like, it's not about the music. It's about freeing you up to see, for, to let the idea of. F- Uh, And you come into alignment with each other, because if you're not enjoying writing it, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be writing it, but why are you putting yourself through something you're not really enjoying? You have to feel really strongly about it. It is a book and I want to see it manifested as a book to put yourself through that, because otherwise that's a lot of pain. So it might be about just having a very uh, loosening up your relationship with what this thing should be, what you can do and what's possible and just letting there be a bit of air and freedom around it. I mean, finding one's creative voice is most definitely a journey. And it is about, I think, feeling your way through this without this attachment to finding it, because most likely it's going to be one of those things where the harder you look, the more difficult it will be to find it. And so I say, knowing that it is not easy, but knowing that it is probably the only way that we need to wear this with a little lightness, lightness of being, lightness of touch, that it is not uh, the be all and end all to have this moment where you say, I found my voice, because you may have already found your voice you, you haven't acknowledged it. That's all. Or you may be creating great art and be living in joy with your creativity and not really be thinking about whether you found your voice or not. So I don't want to, you know, introduce doubt (laughs) where people are like, well, oh gosh, I hadn't been thinking about my creative voice and now I've got to find one. If you're chiming with your creativity and what you're doing and living your best life and creating in gratitude and loving what you create, And being able to share it with other people, then finding your voice doesn't even matter. This is an extra swirl of something in your creative source. Oh, and also thank you to Roger and Chris, who um, also sent in comments about finding your voice and their comments were more about discovering ideas, which we we talked about um, quite a bit in the ideas episode about ways to stimulate um, ideas. Chris talks about um, rolling a dice to pick what he's going to write about. And Roger says that, you know, he keeps um, uh, uh, notes and a scrap of paper or whatever nearby all the time to, to, to write down ideas as they come. So we've all, we, we've all got our own little tricks and tips and techniques for, for keeping that, those creative juices going. And, and actually just to say, Roger, Roger, um, <laughs> Roger, Roger, uh, Roger starts his comment by saying, I'm not what you would call a creative by any means. Well, I refute that because he then goes on to give a very detailed description of how he creates, talks about ideas, writing them down, catching them just before he goes to sleep, having, a, having you know, somewhere to write them down nearby. My friend, if that isn't a creative, then I don't know what is. Anyways, listen, Roger, Chris, thank you so much for um, listening and for sharing as well. And also, Gwyneth, thank you for, again, as always, for being so open and honest about your creative journey. you want to join me on the creative, now what did I end up calling it? Creative Source Network on Facebook. Check out the show notes. I've set it up. At the moment, it's just me and me Todd. So if you (laughs) just set up this Facebook group, because I wanted somewhere that was a bit more um, there was a, a bit more of a communal space than um, a Facebook business page. I mean, Facebook isn't ideal anyways. And if there was a better platform, I would go there. But I don't want to send people in loads of different different spaces. There's already Patreon and Acast and stuff like that. But Facebook and Instagram as well. But Facebook, I figured, is a nice space to um, for us to all meet. So if you want to be part of the Facebook community, the Creative Source Network, then again, Check out the show notes and uh, there will be a link there so you can head on over and join the group. All right. So what next? Oh, yes. Let us now have some bite-sized advice from the gorgeous Charlotte Church. So I met Charlotte recently when I was doing this um, (laughs) opera singing for Comic Relief and uh, backstage, so there is a little bit of um, backstage noise, but I, I caught Charlotte backstage and she gave me some great advice about finding your voice.
2: For me, one of the key elements of creativity is finding your voice. And when I say finding your voice, I mean figuring out what it is that you have to give what it is that you want to say what is going to be your contribution to this world it doesn't have to be one thing it can be numerous things but I think in order to be creative first we need to find our voice and that can literally be do, be done through singing like actually finding your voice it can be done through activism and democracy and what does it mean to you who are you standing up for what are you passionate about where do you see injustice um, so I think it's a really key part of being creative and I think it gives it depth you know you can there are different levels of creativity I suppose and it you just keep it keeps getting deeper and deeper like an onion Um, and the deeper you know the more connected you are to um, your inner voice um, and the the issues that you care about the, the the deeper and more authentic your creativity can be so my advice would be just what are you passionate about like just sit down and and write it out because I think so many people just and especially a lot of young people um, and, and when I say young people I'm talking about my kids young so like just teenagers 12, 13 they're like I don't know I don't know what I'm passionate about um, but it's, it's all there, even then, even at that age. So I would say just write down the things that have really meant something in your life. And so it doesn't necessarily have to have been a big movement um, that you were a part of. Maybe it was some injustice that you, you've seen in your life, amongst your friends, in your family. Just something that's really moved you and, and start from there.
0: That was Charlotte Church with some sound advice. So for those uh, maybe not in the UK who don't know who Charlotte Church is, she was a, a singer from a very young age, she had a beautiful singing voice, basically. But sort of, I don't know how to describe it. Would you say choral or, um, yeah, you know, like she was a child and she was a singer and she had a beautiful voice. She was a uh, voice of an angel was her first album. And that's kind of how people refer to her. She just had this gorgeous voice. She lived a lot of her um, life in front of the spotlight because she started out so young. So she had several albums after that. She did some West End shows, TV. She won a bunch of awards. She even had her own um, TV show. I think it was on Channel 4, the Ch- Charlotte Church show. She'd done so many things. And now she's like this incredible advocate for um, kids' mental health and just being back in nature. And she's just a really, really interesting person. And I felt very lucky to have this opportunity to chat with her at Comic Relief. She covered a lot of ground in what she said and what I particularly liked was what she said about how deep you want to go because I think there is something to that of like how how deep into you do you want to go again keeping yourself safe not going anywhere that you're not ready to go but if you turn that spotlight inwards there there will be gems there for you to discover in terms of wh- who what your voice is other places uh, to look as well include what what are you passionate about what causes are important to you what moves you what is it that you see in the world you just like that is incredible what brings you joy there are so many other questions that you can ask yourself you know you may want to if finding your voice is a journey that you're curious about don't come from a place of i must do this but if you're curious you could write a list of things and just start to explore because really it's about getting to know yourself. Who am I really? Once I strip away judgments and ideas of who I'm supposed to be, who am I really as a creative and as a human being? once we remove that judgment, that sort of like, oh, I I should or shouldn't be into this thing or this thing is not cool or this thing is weird or nobody really likes this. This is for nerds or whatever it is. Then we make our true selves available to ourselves and to other people. And I tell you what, one thing that is really people are really starting to chime with now is authenticity the uh, society is still very skewed towards what's normal, but we are affording each other a little bit more freedom. Some people are giving each other more freedom than others. Some people are very st- still very rigid and conservative, but there is more freedom being afforded each other. Um, I was watching the news uh, during lockdown, I think it was, and there was a woman who's just like really into being a mermaid. So she had this mermaid bottom half made for herself and she just goes swimming in the sea and she just feels so at home in the sea. And yeah, on the one hand, I do think it's weird. But on the other hand, I just I just really felt like, babe, good for you. Good for you for just like living your truth because she's not hurting anybody she might actually delight people who go swimming and just see this woman like, well, mermaid, actually, um, you know, frolicking in the sea and just couldn't say, I saw a mermaid, <laughs> you know. So let's let judgment go of who we think we should be. Um, I did a um, uh, a film last year which involved my character knitting, in, in fact, being part of a knitting group. And there is a part of me. It's like, oh, my God, but this is for grannies. But we all loved knitting so much that in a downtime because we were sort of um, in a in a sort of semi quarantine situation, we would just sit together and knit. We were basically our characters. (laughs) It was like bizarre, but we loved it and wouldn't change it for the world. But if we had allowed judgment to get in the way, then there would have been a part of us that's like, oh my God, guys, this is so uncool. But we never, ever said that to each other. We just knitted together and we chatted and we gossiped and we had a drink and we had our dinner together and we just had a really lovely time. So if you are able to let go of judgment and ideas of what your art should and shouldn't be, what you should share, what you should be passionate about, if you can let go of those judgments, it really will make room for what truly wants to be said through you to come through. It ultimately, I guess, in many ways is about making a stand for yourself because mm, the uh, sort of inauthentic or I should be thisness of our being, uh, it takes a lot of energy. Now, it's an energy expenditure that we have kind of gotten used to doing and we all do to some degree. We're all curating other people's experience of ourselves in some way, but it does take a lot of energy. Now, were we to uh, recalibrate, rebalance ourselves, put our energy into our authenticity? Well, imagine what would be possible if we took energy, redeployed it from that effort of keeping the idea of ourselves going and really put it into who we really are. And so uh, I'm going to add one more piece of bite size advice, because there's also a thing of like uh, other people wanting to contribute and shape the direction of your your authenticity, which is ironic, really, because unless you've invited that in, it's kind of like. What you doing? <laughs> so it's knowing when to and when not to take contribution because, like I say, it is about taking a stand for yourself because ultimately we are we are on our own. We're not alone, but we are on our own. We're we're a, um, our creativity, or our authenticity, or our voice is ours, and so you wanna. Make room for that to come through you without other people's ideas of what your authentic voice should and shouldn't be. Because they are speaking to or speaking about a version of you that's from their perception. You know you from your perception and therefore you'll know what's most likely your authentic voice. And other people may try and shape your creativity and input, but... It's up to you to decide whether you want that input or not, because where they're coming from is their creative voice, not yours. But let us take a little more advice on this topic from the fabulous Jennifer Saunders, who I also met at Comic Relief. So so please forgive the the bit of background noise. But um, yeah, she has some great words to say just on this very topic.
3: I I think it's very important when you have an idea that you want to do, whatever it is, whether it's a song or a play or a bit of writing, that you follow your own head and don't get persuaded away from an original thought by people suggesting other things because people love to come in and say but what if oh wouldn't it be better if you did this or, oh I had an idea a bit like that and what you should do is you should do this and I think the great thing is to try and stay true to your original idea and if it's useful take a bit of advice from someone or whatever but but don't be persuaded to leave your original thought because that's where you started And I think a lot of problems happen when people, you write a bit of a script maybe, and then so many people put notes in that you feel you have to sort of accommodate, that it takes it away from your original design. I think most great stuff happens because someone stayed true to their original thought and everyone wants originality and yet they seem to make it impossible for people to stay original and you think they say oh couldn't it be a bit more like this you think yeah you want it like something you've seen that was original but you don't want something original you want a copy of an original so be strong and if you've presented something to someone whether it's a script or piece of music and they don't like it and keep suggesting more more. take it away (laughs) take it away even if you put it in a drawer for six months and then get it out again and try again but don't be persuaded against your own instinct
0: thank you jennifer i could not have put it better myself take it away if they don't get you take it away Um, That was, of course, the wonderful Jennifer Saunders, who was part of the uh, French and Saunders comedy duet for years and years and years. And and to be fair, I'm not even sure they're not a duet anymore. Are they a a duo? A duo? Do you say a duet? A duo. Anyway, the point is great advice, really about standing your ground. And I bet that Jennifer's had her um, sort of fights and arguments that she's had to have to stand her ground in terms of um, what she created with Dawn French. But really, she's saying, stand your ground. And uh, I really liked as well what she said about, you know, other people wanting you to, thinking they want originality, but actually then asking you to do, do what, do that thing that I've seen, do do like that. And actually, there's something quite reductive about that anyways, because who knows what the process was to create that original thing that they're now asking you to reproduce as well anyway. So on many levels, what she's really saying is make a stand for your own creativity. Stay stay true to your own process. Amazing advice from Jennifer Saunders there. So, okay, now just to wrap up on this topic, finding your voice. I've got one more listener comment that I want to put in because it's from someone very special. This is from Amber Patton, who says about finding your voice, I think it's having to try different things until you find what speaks to you and i think amber is absolutely right um it is just a a little trial and error a little just let me just go and see let me try this let me see if this works but like i say there's no need to do this there's no urgency to do, do this and there's definitely no right and wrong about doing this or having to do it at all so thank you amber for that reminder and Also, thank you for becoming one of this show's newest patrons on Patreon. Thank you. This uh, has gotten us. Almost one away, one away from one or two away. I haven't decided whether I said seven or eight. I haven't remembered, should I say. So so we're very close now to bringing all, all those fab t- uh, perks that are in tier two down to tier one so that they'll be available for you guys. And also, please remember, if there is, in fact, I might do a little separate shout out thing and just say, listen, what perks do you want so that you can get from this what works for you, what you need? because I want to support you as much as I can on your creative journey. And so you just let me know what you need. So let's wrap it up. So finding your voice, what can we say in conclusion? Well, first of all, it can take ages. It can take a while. It's a journey. And in fact, probably, uh, you're going to hate this, but what's more important is to go on the journey than to actually find the destination Because there isn't really a destination. Trick question. Right. There isn't a destination as such, because once you get there, your voice may change. I mean, think about the physical voice. Your voice in your 40s isn't the same as it was in your 20s. And your voice in your 20s is definitely not the same as it was when you were five years old. Well, for most people, I think. Right. So your voice is constantly changing, even on a physical level. But and energetically, it's changing too. The things that I found funny a few years ago, I don't find funny now. The things that I, the types of TV shows I watch, uh, t- I watched 20 years ago, I wouldn't watch them now. And so the the idea of a destination is moot really, because really that's not what it's about. It's the journeying. So it's not even really about finding your voice. It's about going on the journey of discovery, not looking for a destination, but looking inwards. It's not even a a finding. It's a discovering. It's an unearthing, and it's a an unearthing and a and a journeying that requires trust in in the actual journey and in yourself. It's an ongoing conversation, which, you know, the invitation is to keep to keep it alive. And uh, it's an, it's a means to an end. I think that's another important thing to remember. It's a means to an end. And what do I mean by that? That ultimately the goal is not finding your voice. It's finding your joy. And even it's not finding your joy. It's unearthing your joy because isn't that what this is all about? We're not in creativity to, make ourselves feel terrible or work hard just for the sake of working hard or even because of the money anyone who's in it for the money guys (laughs) right we're in it to experience joy to experience our own joy but also to unearth and allow our audiences the receivers of our art to experience joy too that's what the game is right And so this finding our voice, well, actually, truthfully, unearthing our voice, revealing our voice is really about revealing our joy. It's our gift to the world. It's what the it's it's the universal truth that wants to be spoken through us and shared with the rest of the world. That's what we're doing here. That's what we're up to. No big deal. All right, you guys. So that is the last episode of season one of creative source. We did it. We did it. 21 episodes available to you on all kinds of different areas of creativity. Please go back and enjoy them and listen to them again. And, um, yeah, just experience some of the ideas that we discussed and, and shared and kind of pulled apart. Um, and also let me know if you've got any favorite episodes, any ones that were, you were just like, you know what, that one about ideas, that changed the game. I would love, honestly, you guys, I'm not kidding. I would love to hear if any of these episodes have made a difference uh, for you. Some of you are kind enough to uh, comment on um, social media and sometimes through the Acast website, you you send me messages. So I know that it is um, landing with you guys so And I see every message, by the way, I see everything, every comment that you make. I may not always get around to responding straight away, but I see every one of them. And I love, love, love reading your comments. So I'm going to take a break and be back on the 7th of September, Tuesday, the 7th of September for season two. And we're going to be talking about all kinds of things. We're going to carry the conversation on. We're going to be talking about success mental health. We talk about fame, social media, fear, and so much more. And we have got so many great bite-sized advice givers for you. Um, we've got more from people who have already contributed, but then a bunch of other new people that you haven't even heard from yet. I mean, what? The conversation continues. And not only will it continue in September, but also don't forget there is the Facebook group. I'm going to try and spend a bit more time there. So it's called the um, Creative Source Network. And I want it to be a space for creatives to just chat, link up. Um, find common ground, work together, collaborate, discuss ideas, whatever you, it, it's our space. So let's make it whatever we want it to be. But I really liked how we had this community vibe going on with the, um, with the, um, uh, what, what do we call them? The live chats, the creativity live chats that we we did uh, a couple of years ago. So let's just keep that, that alive. Then, you know, just see how that develops. And then we come back in September for more. What? Who's on board Yeah. Okay, let's do it. All right, you guys, thank you so much uh, for everything, really everything, for for listening for sharing with other people that you've enjoyed this. I mean, when I, I, I really, really appreciate it when you guys share this podcast on your feed. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to Carly, actually. I've just thought, um, Carly Ashdown, who gave um, some great advice on the procrastination episode. She is such a generous advocate for this podcast and she shares it when she enjoys it. And she's really like, anyway, thank you, Carly, for that. Thank you to everybody who, who listens in. Thank you also for your comments. Um, and for for doing the listener comments as well, you guys always come through even when I'm, I'm like last minute, ah uh, you guys, I'm recording this episode tomorrow. I need to... <laughs> and you guys go, yep, yeah, okay, here's my question or here's my comment. I got you babes. So thank you for that. Thank you so much to D. I'm gonna I think I, I think it's okay to say your name. I'll just say your first name, Diane, for your massively generous pledge to support the podcast. And for Meredith who recently um, uh, made a pledge through the Acast platform, thank you. Thank you for my ongoing patrons on Patreon. You rock, Basti, Ian, thank you. Um, And also huge, huge, huge thank you to Charlotte Church and Jennifer Saunders for their fabulous bite-sized advice I mean, what? I felt so lucky uh, when they agreed to uh, share some of their creative wisdom So I'm delighted that that's in this episode And I hope that they were, um, you know, useful and helpful words of wisdom that will help you on your journey Thank you to Martin for the edits the continuing post-production on these shows of me umming and ahring and mouth smacking at times and asking you to cut that stuff out (laughs) and all that sort of good stuff. Thank you for your patience and for your uh, continued support in making this podcast. Thank you to Clydesdale Music for the theme tune. Um, To you, the listeners, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So until we meet again, September the 7th, Have a great summer and keep creating and living in gratitude and sharing your joy. I'll see you soon.
2: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
0: I hope you enjoyed that episode of Creative Source. If you're looking for more support with your creative journey, I'm offering one-to-one online mentoring perhaps you want to launch a project but don't know where to start maybe you've got stuck around a certain issue need some advice or just want to bounce ideas around whatever it is i'm here just hit the patreon link in the show notes or go to patreon.com forward slash creative source with andy osho to find out more